Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa. Hope you guys are having a good weekend so far. I know I am. I'm out of town currently, still recording and broadcasting to you on the road. Of course, doing an episode every day. Can't break that. So we got some cool stuff to talk about today. What's happening today in the world Today is the first day of the Olympics in Rio, so there's all sorts of cool events. I think the, the opening ceremonies were going down yesterday. We've got uh, some bike racing I was watching. It's really cool stuff, so why not? What, if, <clears throat> what more of a fitting day than today is there to talk about the International Math Olympics or Math Olympiads? So that's what we're talking about today. So today we're talking about the International Mathematical Olympiad, which is, it's a, it's basically like, well, you know, you could say the the Olympics for math. And if you don't know what it is, well, cool, sit back, listen in, because I'm going to tell you all about it. It's really, really cool. So I, I, uh, I mean, I'm basically just going to be reading through information from the Wikipedia page because it's, it's probably the best resource that I found. I did a bunch of research and it's just got really good, clear information, talks about the competition, what the problems are like, what it entails, how to win, all this really cool stuff. So I'll be sharing that. If you have any high school kids or know any high school kids, maybe they're interested in participating. Maybe they want to represent the United States or wherever country you're from. Maybe they want to represent your country this year, next year, etc. And by the way, the the winner, the winning team, I believe in 2016 was from the US, which is pretty cool. So listen up, check it out. Here we go. So the International Math Olympiad is an annual six problem mathematical Olympiad for pre-college students and is the oldest of the International Science Olympiads. So the first one ever was held in 1959 in Romania. And it's pretty much been held every year since, except for 1980. About 100 countries send teams of up to six students, plus one team leader, one deputy leader, and observers. The content ranges from extremely difficult algebra and pre-calculus problems to problems on branches of mathematics not conventionally covered at school and often uh, often not at university level either, such as projective and complex geometry, functional equations, and well-grounded number theory. So they say that you, should, you don't need to know calculus to solve any of these problems, though you can use calculus. It's allowed, uh, you know, if, if you're, what, so what does it say? It's, it's allowed in solutions, but it's never required. You can usually solve these problems. And I actually recently solved one. I didn't know where it came from or what it was. But after looking through some of these math Olympiad problems, I'm pretty sure that's where it came from. 
and it man, it was a hard problem. I think it t- it took me. The answer's up on Quora. Uh, if you guys, you know what I'll do, I'll post the link to it in the show notes if you want to check it out. It's a really tough geometry problem. Geometry slash algebra. Uh, I mean, it, it involved both pieces. But it's those level of problems that, that you're trying to tackle and solve. And, and oh, and it's another cool thing is there, there's no calculators allowed. So you just got to sit there and work out these six problems. Um. Supporters of this, okay, so, okay, let's keep going. The selection process differs by country, but it often consists of a series of tests which admit fewer students at each progressive test. Uh, Awards are given to the lowest percentage of the individual contestants. Teams are not officially recognized, no, sorry. Contestants must be under the age of 20 and must not be registered at any tertiary institution. Subject to these conditions, an individual may participate any number of times in the IMO. So that's pretty cool. So basically, got to be in high school, uh, got to be under, got to be under twenty, and that, and then that's basically it. You can go ahead and you can participate, represent your country, etc. Try and win a gold medal. So I'm going to talk about how gold medals and all that are awarded. Also, we're let's, we're going to talk about the format here. So the examination consists of six problems. Each problem is worth seven points. So the maximum you can get is 42 points. Again, no calculators are allowed. So got to make sure your mental math is strong. The examination is held over two consecutive days. Each day, the contestants have four and a half hours to solve three problems. So you can imagine these are really tough problems. I got a cool sample one that I'm going to try and describe. It's very visual. Uh, but you can also check it out. It's in the it's in the Wikipedia page, and I'm going to have that link in the show notes. So these problems are chosen from various areas of secondary school mathematics, broadly classifiable as geometry, number theory, algebra, and combina- combinatorics. And so prominently featured are algebraic inequalities, complex numbers. Complex numbers, if you don't know what those are, that's just like... Uh, numbers with i, which is the imaginary number, which represents the square root of negative one. Why is that complex, or why do they call it imaginary? Because you can't really take the square root of a negative number. Why? Because it's a basic law of mathematics that a negative number times a negative number is a positive number. And a positive number times a positive number is a negative number. So when we're trying to find the square root of something, we're trying to find a number that, when multiplied by itself gives you the number. So for example, square root of 4 is 2, because 2 times itself is 4. Square root of 16 is 4, because 4 times itself is 16. What's the square root of negative 4? Okay, is it 2? No, that gives you positive 4. Is it negative 2? No, that also gives you positive 4. Now we have a quandary. So the, the issue is that when we have a negative, we're trying to take the square root of a negative number puts us in, basically it's impossible as far as we can tell. But in reality, we often have square roots of negative numbers as solutions, most prominently in electrical engineering. So a lot of solutions that predict and model that you know we use to predict behavior of electrical currents and so on and so forth requires the use or the existence of these imaginary numbers. And therefore, scientists or ma- and mathematicians, I guess alike, 
that's how they, they sort of created this term complex numbers, imaginary numbers, because it's like, well, I know this doesn't make any sense. It can't really exist, but it does exist. Math is a model of the world. That's the whole point. So that's why we have complex numbers. Each participating country other than the host country may submit suggested problems to a problem selection committee provided by the host country, which reduces the submitted problems to a short list. The team leaders arrive at the IMO a few days in advance of the con contestants and form the IMO jury, which is responsible for all the formal decisions relating to the contest, starting with selecting the six problems from the short list. The jury aims to order the problem so that the order so that the order in increasing difficulty is Q1, Q4, Q2, Q5, and Q3. Now that's kind of interesting. So the first question is the easiest, and the fourth question... Uh, so I guess the way it would work, too, because on day one, you're taking... This makes sense. On day one, you're taking Q1 first, then Q2, then Q3. And day, day two, you're taking Q4, Q5, Q6. So the, so the way they've arranged it is that day one, you're going easy, medium, hard. Day two, easy, medium, hard. I like that. As the leaders know the problems in advance of the contestants, they are kept strictly separated and observed. Each country's marks are agreed between the country leader and deputy leader and coordinators provided by the host country, uh, by the host country, subject to the decisions of the chief coordinator and ultimately a jury if any disputes cannot be resolved. You know, in fact, there's only uh, been two instances of cheating or alleged cheating in the in this entire uh, competition, and I guess both have been by North Korea. Uh, I think one one was in ninety one, and I can't remember. There's an there was another instance too, uh, where the, where there was allegations. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but it's kind of interesting. But other than that, there's been no issues, and and no allegations. So th it's it's cool. Like, okay, let me try and paint a picture of this problem, the sample problem. What we have is we have <coughs> sort of like a square, and it's on an xy coordinate plane. And there are two circles cutting out pieces of the square. And you got to calculate this shaded area, the remainder of the square that's shaded in that's not cut out by the circles. How the heck do you do this? Well, if you just had a, a circle inscribed in a square, it's pretty easy. You just calculate the area of the circle and subtract it from the area of the square. Boom. But this is a, a particular thing where you have a square, and first of all, half of a circle is sort of cutting out. You're cutting out like a half circle. Okay, if it were just one half circle, again, that'd be easy. Take half of the area of the circle, subtract it from the square, boom. But then, we, then there's another cir half circle that's removed, but it's overlapping with the first circle. And how much does that overlap? That's the tough part. So you, basically what's happening is you've got these two halves, but not complete halves of circles taking away the, the area of the square. And now you have to figure out what is what, you know, what, what is the amount of the overlap? You have to compensate for that because that and, and, and so this is it's such a cool problem. Like I haven't thought about it yet and I haven't tried to solve it. You know what? Maybe I'll maybe I'll even film myself uh, writing the solution after I after I figure it out because I'm definitely going to tackle this problem. It's really really interesting. But I did and you can, you know, maybe it might be I guarantee you any high schooler who's taken 
uh, up to pre-calculus. I mean, all you really need, I assume, is trig- you'll need some trigonometry to solve this. And that's it, really, and some algebra. But if you know trig, you surely know algebra. And this is just something where you got to be creative and you got to think about all the applicable rules from geometry and trig. And you'll absolutely be able to crack it. So the, this is this is what it's like. It's just they're just problems that you've done, but you know, notch up a little bit harder, where you have to draw on different theorems from you know everything that you can remember and, and and apply, break it up in different ways, and really analyze it and look at it creatively. Creative is the key word. So this is, this is such a cool competition. Now let's talk about the awards. So you can either get a you can get a gold, a silver, and a bronze medal. So the way they're awarded is they're awarded in approximately the ratio of one, two, and three. Meaning, if there's one gold medal given, there's two silvers and three bronzes. But it's it's given like they they give medals to about half of the contestants. That's usually around like let's say two hundred and fifty somewhere in there. So if we have a one to two to three ratio, we'd say 200, let's say 240. Okay, make the numbers easier. Uh, which in order for it to be a one to three ratio, we'd have to break it up into six pieces. So uh, 40 would be given to you know gold, 80 would be given silver, and 120 would be given bronze, something like that. Uh, that would be a one to three ratio. And then special prizes may also be awarded for solutions of outstanding elegance or involving good generalizations of a problem. And usually if you like if they'll give you an honorable mention, if you can get it like at least one question, if you get the full points, the full score, then they'll also give you an honorable mention, which I I, I mean, because these are hard. So I think it'd be really tough to <laughs> to be able to nab all the points uh, for for one of these problems. So, yeah, absolutely. So it's such a cool thing. Uh, hopefully you'll check it out. I'll probably do another episode uh, in the future, maybe highlighting what some of these math Olympiads have gone on to do in life uh, just for fun. Uh, if you want to ch- learn more about this, by the way, there's a couple different documentaries that you can check out. So one is called Hard Problems, The Road to the World's Toughest Math Contest. And this was made back in 2006. And it's about the U.S. team. I'm absolutely I haven't watched it yet. Totally want to watch it. And then there's a BBC documentary called A Beautiful Beautiful Young Minds. And so that's that's absolutely I mean, that's another probably a cool documentary too that I would check out as well. I really want to see this one though, called Hard Problems. So I will watch it and definitely mention it. Maybe we'll chat about it next time I uh, you know, next time we, we chat about this topic. So that's it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you want to read this article, check out the show notes at www.scalarlearning.com. And as always, if you have questions or comments, show suggestions for me, email me at huzefa at scalarlearning.com. I now have confirmation I will be interviewing a member from the Alex company that makes that Alex math program. So if you guys use Alex, if you're listening out there, you have students that are using Alex, let them know. Tell them, hey, I'm looking for... Uh, suggestions, questions, comments from students who use it actively that they want to pose to the company. So send send me those questions, email them to me, and I will ask. I'll say, uh, John from Santa Monica has this question, blah, blah, blah. So that's really what it's going to be. It's going to be a big Q&A session. It's going to be awesome. So ch- send me that stuff. 
And that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for joining. I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Learning. Give me that skill of learning.